0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in. I'm Wes Mitchell. He is Chris Clark. Welcome in. GC Live, Wednesday edition of the show. Of course, we are brought to you by our good friend, Clint Hammond of Mortgage Network. Give him a shout. ClintHammond.com, 803-771-6933. And we're not going to waste any time. We've got him. He's uh, hanging out waiting for us right now. So we're going to right on out live to our good friend. It is Oscar Delp, Oscar, four-star tight end there in Georgia. South Carolina Target has a top 13 um, as far as his recruiting goes right now. Oscar, I'm assuming you've seen this, man. This is pretty new news, though. So tell us, how did it feel today? You're now Rivals.com's number one tight end in the country. How how does that sound, man?
1: I mean, it's awesome. It's it's a dream come true. Uh, I mean, every day I work just so – I work hard every day to kind of see that and uh, hopefully I can keep it that way and uh get up to a higher player overall in the country and just uh it just motivates me to work harder
0: again joined by Oscar delp here he is uh hanging out in uh, in school but took out a little bit of time for us again man we, we do appreciate the time um, I know you got a busy schedule so so tell us uh, how has recruiting been going for us just you know give us sort of a little maybe big picture update on everything right now. I know it's got to be weird not being able to take visits, having to do things sort of virtually with Zoom and these virtual visits. So just just give us a little breakdown, man. How uh, How is everything going for you right now?
1: Yeah, it's been going great. Um, before I cut it down, it was kind of crazy, just hectic with the Zoom calls and the phone calls and uh, all that stuff. So that's kind of why I had to cut it down to a, a – a group of schools that I thought I could possibly see myself at in the future and that I enjoyed getting on Zooms with and looking at and doing all that online stuff. Because the pandemic has definitely affected with not being able to visit schools. I mean, it just gets crazy with every school wanting to do a call with you, wanting to do a FaceTime. It it really uh, takes takes up your days. So it's been going great, though, recently.
2: Oscar, Chris Clark here. Appreciate you joining us once again, man. Uh, So wanted to shift the focus a little bit to to one particular school with South Carolina. I remember shortly after Shane Beamer was hired, you know, you and I had a a conversation uh, over text or social media just about how, you know, Shane Beamer was recruiting you when he was an assistant in Oklahoma. Obviously got the head coaching job at South Carolina. Gamecock staff jumps in on you. Uh, tell tell us about just sort of the early stages of South Carolina jumping in on you, and then and then how it's gone, how it's progressed from there with this coaching staff and getting to know them.
1: Yeah, I mean it's awesome. I, I'm loving the new coaching staff so far. Uh, I have a really good relationship with Coach Beamer and Coach Kimry. I'm talking to them all the time. Uh, we've done a couple Zoom calls, just kind of my parents and all them, just them showing me everything they have and everything they have to offer. And I mean, I grew up a grew up a big Gamecock fan, so. It's really crazy, and it's, it's a dream to have an opportunity to be able to play on the, the field that I grew up going to games watching. It, it's, it's crazy. So,
0: uh, Oscar, you mentioned you've sort of been on Zoom with, with those guys a little bit and had your family on there. Um, when was the last time you sort of had an, an in-depth um, kind of virtual visit type deal with South Carolina? And, and if you can, man, can you maybe give us a little more detail? What, what was that experience like? I think that's something for fans out there. They've heard of virtual visits. Maybe they don't necessarily know exactly what all that encompasses, you know, what it means. So if you can, maybe give us a little bit of detail. What What was your South Carolina experience like uh, when you were sort of virtually learning a little bit more about the school over Zoom?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, the last time I was on Zoom it was probably about three weeks ago, maybe two or three weeks ago. And uh, their Zoom was, was different from other schools. It was really, it was personal and it was, it was really cool. They really put a lot of time and effort into it. Uh, one of the things that really stood out to me was they actually drove out to my grandparents' house in Columbia. It's a historical kind of family house we've had in our family for a really long time. And uh, they, they took some pictures there and they threw some pictures up of it on uh, the Zoom call with the Gamecocks banner hanging on it. So it was, that was really cool and really special. Um, they were kind of just showing me just – all the facilities, just talking with all the coaches. Every coach was on there, so I got to meet everyone and talk to everyone, kind of face to face over that, over Facetime, kind of Zooming. And uh, they really just showed me all their their the facilities are crazy. I mean, some of the best facilities in the country, in my opinion, and just uh, Columbia and just everything that they have there. And it's just it's a really cool town and uh, a cool school. That's what I was going to take it next, Oscar, in terms of,
2: you know, you have a lot of different things to consider as you go through this process. You know, you've got, um, you know, you've got the the sort of uh, where you grew up as a fan with South Carolina and the the ties there that you've outlined with your family. You've got, you know, some in-state schools. You've got some out-of-state schools, the big name recognition. You've got you know, how programs are going to use the tight end and, and the offensive structure of these different schools. What are the most important things to you? I mean, what, what types of things are you mainly putting into this choice? Is it more emotion? Is it more business decision? Is it a combo of all those things?
1: Yeah, it's definitely a combination of all those things. Uh, I mean, right now, some of the main things I'm focusing on is just how, how they use the tight end position. Cause there's some schools that, that, uh, say they throw the ball to it, but they don't really. And, um, one of the things I really like about South Carolina is coach Beamer has always been a tight end coach. So uh, I'm pretty confident that he's going to start getting the ball to those, those uh, tight ends and kind of making those mismatches that you, you can with that position. And uh, another thing that really stands out to me, uh, with South Carolina is that they've really stressed me about how I have the potential to kind of go in there as a freshman and really make an impact right away.
0: Let's sort of keep it right there, Oscar. What specifically kind of is the message there at South Carolina about tight end use, obviously, you know, new coaching staff. So we haven't all gotten to see the offense yet. We're all going to sort of hopefully get a, a chance to see that a little bit this spring. What, what's kind of the message been to you about, um, you know, the offense and, and how your skill set might fit into that there?
1: Yeah. I mean, they want, they want a really versatile offense where they can throw the ball around and uh, get it to all their best players and their playmakers and uh, the tight end, they're planning on the time to be in a big role in that. And I uh, just kind of moving that position around, making those mismatches with the slow linebackers and the small corners that just, you can't cover. And uh, I think, I really think that um, they're going to, there's something building uh, at South Carolina and they're stressing that this next class is kind of, got, kind of got, is going to kind of be that, that, uh, that founding, foundation of the program and it's really going to start building on that so
2: as you outlined right now virtual visits zoom calls lots of phone calls but at some point recruiting is going to return to some type of normalcy with being able to go on the road take things like that so tell us what your plan is for you know i presume you want to get out see some of these schools in person meet face to face with coaches whenever that's allowed What's your plan for doing that and for narrowing it down again, and then ultimately coming to a decision on where you want to go?
1: Right now, my plan is kind of waiting it out as long as we can. Hopefully, they open things up and we can really get out there and get on visits. And I think from there, I'll be able to tell where I where I fit in and where I don't. Just kind of cut my list down from there, or maybe even make a commitment. Uh, but if if the dead period stays like it is. I think uh, we're just going to have to bite the bullet and just uh, drive out to some of these schools on our own and really visit because uh, I'm not going to make a decision until I get out almost everywhere that I want to see in person.
0: You you talked about it already, of Oscar, as far as what's important to you, but specifically on visits. Um, you know, whether, like you said, whether it's that you just have to go out there with your family and see it yourself or whether it opens up and you get actual visits – What are maybe a couple of things in particular you'll probably be looking for when you do take these trips
2: to school? Yeah, I mean, Oscar, last thing I got for you, man, because I know we got to let you run at some point here. Uh, Talk to us about, you know, the relationship-building aspect of recruiting. You're a guy that certainly does a really good job of keeping in touch, whether it's unimportant guys like Wes and myself from the media standpoint or obviously a lot of these coaches. You build a lot of good relationships with coaches – seven on seven other prospects through social media or in-person, whatever it may be. So what's the relationship building aspect been like, and how big is that in your recruiting, whether it's with these coaches or these fellow
1: prospects? Yeah. I mean, definitely relationships is a, it's a huge thing for me and my family. Cause I mean, it's, it's just as big to my mom as it is to me, cause she wants to get to know the coaches. Cause, uh, like she says, she's sending off her baby and, uh, she wants to make sure I'm in good hands, but for me, it's, it's, ai uh, I'm going to be with that coach for the majority of my time in college for the next four years. I mean, I think it's, um, good to have someone that you trust and you like talking to and you enjoy being around.
0: And a uh, easy one for you here, Oscar, and we'll let you get out of here, man. I know you're busy. Um, the people that are watching on YouTube right now are watching your, your junior highlights. So, um, Tell us a little bit, you know, your skill set. What, what do you think you bring to the tight end position? And, and obviously everybody can see, uh, you know, they can see you go get the football. They see you spread out. They see the ball skills. How important is it for you? How much pride do you take in also being a guy that um, can line up in line and, and do some of the other things like blocking that goes along with playing that position as well?
1: Yeah, I think one thing that really separates me from all the other tight ends in the country is just uh, my ability to route run and kind of, Run, I feel like I run pretty fluid, and uh, I don't. some tight ends look like stocky when they run. They don't look like they're running naturally. Uh, I think I, I run pretty natural and just have really worked on running routes, and I think uh, my routes are more like receiver routes. They're not like a tight end runs routes. And I think another thing that stands out with my game is that I'm not just a receiving tight end. I can get down, put my hand in the dirt, and I can block also. I mean, I think I have a good variety of everything.
0: Oscar great stuff man again we we appreciate the time uh congrats on all the success uh keep working hard man we'll be watching we'll be uh checking a, checking you out and uh you, you got any final thoughts here just uh for everybody uh that, that might be listening or watching
1: no thank you for having me uh I really enjoy it and I'm hoping to get out to South Carolina as soon as possible because they're definitely high up on my list
0: awesome good stuff uh Oscar again man we appreciate it that's four-star tight end Oscar Delp joining us here on GC live on Gamecock Central live. We appreciate him taking the time. And uh, those of you who were watching here on the stream, as opposed to listening, you got to see a little bit of his ability there, Chris, I'm going to pull it back up, man. But um, like, like he said, this is a kid. You can see pretty easily why rivals is so high on him. Why rivals has him as the number one tight end in the country. Um, Obviously some size, but but like he said, I, I think if you watch this film we're watching right now, fluid kid, can go catch the football. His coaching staff, it looks like, does a great job of moving him around because you have him, he's lined up outside, he's lined up in the slot, he's lined up in line, and really is someone at this level that you can use a variety of ways within your offensive scheme, I think.
2: Yeah, no doubt, man. This is a guy that really, you look at the tight end position and sort of, you know how important it's become. How how much of a weapon it can be if you have a really good one. A guy that can match up athletically, it can really present problems for you if you utilize him correctly in your offense. And so, uh, like you said, they definitely do a good job schematically at the high school level with, with Oscar putting him in some different positions, whether it's in line or out in the slot or com- completely flexed out wide. And he shows a wide variety of things on film. He's a kid that's got size. I think the thing that stood out, man, is what he mentioned his ability to run routes you see him at the high school level he can go out and, and run routes and put his foot in the dirt he looks really natural doing it if you i think if you saw him just split out wide he might just look like a big high school wide receiver right but he's got growth potential he's tough he loves to play football obviously and for south carolina this would be sort of a match made in heaven right because they they didn't take a 20 a tight end in the 21 class it's a position that all indications are they really want to focus on in this offense. They want to make it a key part of the offense. And and this is a guy who grew up rooting for South Carolina, which he talked about on the show. So the competition's fierce, obviously. Georgia is going all out for him. Clemson has him high on the board. A lot of other programs across the country, Blue Blood programs going after him. But um, it, it makes sense why this guy is such a huge priority.
0: Yeah, and Chris, those watching the video feed just saw – the uh, patented Hayden Hurst um, tight end sweep, <laughs> there you, go. you know that that South Carolina ran. I, I don't want to bring back a lot of uh, sorry, Kurt Roper, but I don't want to bring back a lot of Kurt Roper offense memories for for some of the fans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, this is a guy that can do it all, man, and you can see why number one tight end in the country. And like you said, some growth potential there for Oscar Delp, and probably an early impact. Really, anywhere he goes, but depending on the depth at that particular position for that particular school. But as far as his ability, I think a potential early impact guy as far as his development goes at this stage. He's, I mean, this is junior film here, and there's eight plus minutes of a guy playing tight end, um, just making play after play after play, which isn't always what you you see on film from from that position. So we'll see what South Carolina can do. Obviously. I'll tell you, Chris, something that stood out to me about the interview we just uh, did with him was the amount of effort that went into the last Zoom call, into the virtual visit, to personalize that, to um, make it special for him and to sort of, I would say, incorporate those ties that you were talking about. Because there there are a lot of ties here. You know, Unfortunately for South Carolina, there are a lot of ties here at, at multiple places. Um, as you laid out. But as far as South Carolina, there are some things to work off of here that ultimately could play into their favor. And it seems like they did a good job of sort of driving
2: off of those things. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really wanted to get a sense, you know, just having an opportunity to talk to Oscar. He, he's a pretty, you know, what you what you hear from him is is what you get. You know, he's not a guy that sort of you know, BS is for lack of a better term around, um, you know, he, he's very much going to tell you what he thinks about the process and he, he's very grounded that way. So, you know, that's why I wanted to ask him, Hey, when it, when it comes to these different types of things, what's going to count? Is it relationships? Is it emotions? Is it business decision? Is it, you know, in state? I mean, all these different factors, because there, there are a lot of them for him to consider a guy like him with all the different ties he has to people, to coaches, family members, all these different things. So, um, you know, certainly I think something that, Wes, you and I have talked a lot about on the show is for South Carolina, for Shane Beamer, something that they've got to do, especially in the early stages of them trying to build up this program through the recruiting trail, given some of the competition they're going to face. So they have to find ways to differentiate themselves. What can that be? And so. He mentioned that on the show that the Zoom call, the virtual visit that South Carolina did was different than all the other schools. Does that mean they're going to land Oscar Dell because of that? No, it doesn't. But I think it's a positive for South Carolina that they've shown the ability and the foresight and had the creativity to come up with some different things to highlight what they can offer that maybe some of these other programs can't. Um, and, And one thing that they do have is that, I mean, they have the family tie. They have the fact that he grew up as a Gamecock fan. They have that emotional appeal, and so when I asked Oscar, "Is it going to come down to emotion, business, a blend of both?" He said a blend of both. And so obviously, there's a lot of work to do for South Carolina, um, but they have what we do know is they have that emotional appeal. They've done a great job building a relationship with him, with his mom. He mentioned her several times during the interview, and he seems quite intrigued by what they're going to do with the tight end offensively. So there's there's several boxes that South Carolina's checked now. Obviously, there's a way to go. There's a ways to go from here, given the competition level.
0: Let's throw an ad in there right now. I, I was going to say I did not get to mention Clint as much as I normally do because I know Oscar um, had something to go do. So I didn't want to keep him waiting. But uh, of course, want to thank our good buddy Clint Hammond. He is our presenting sponsor of GC Live every single day right now. Uh, check him out, clinthammon.com, 803 771 6933. Great time to buy a house. Great time to refinance your current mortgage. Chances are the interest rate right now is lower than what it was, unless you bought in the last maybe year. Chances are the rates are way lower now than they were when you bought your house. So save yourself some money and then uh, use $10 of that savings each month to sign up to GameCockCentral.com. I mean, come on, it makes sense. But we appreciate Clint. Again, check him out, ClintHammond.com. South Carolina with a commitment yesterday. They're, of course, working, hoping to get a commitment from Oscar Delp, as we just talked about, but landed a commitment from a four-star yesterday in Anthony Rose. He is at Hollandale, Florida, um, a a kid that, Chris, you spoke to actually a couple of his coaches. They're extremely high on this kid. And um, chooses the game packs over finalists, Arizona and Penn State. For some reason, I kept writing Arizona State and Penn State. Um, But it's Arizona and Penn State, which were the finalists there. And we'll get into what his coaches said in a second. But first of all, I want to get into Torian Gray strikes first because, you know, we've talked about some of the guys and and their reputations for being great recruiters on the staff, Torian Gray being one of them. He goes into Florida. I'm going to talk about why that's important here in a second. He goes into Florida, lands a big one for South Carolina. Rivals is doing their rankings updates right now. Anthony Rose, a guy that got a bump up. He's a four-star kid. And I know, Chris, that fans were excited to see South Carolina start this 2022 class under Beamer with a four-star commitment.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And uh, like you said, man, I, I know you got some some stuff to go into on the Florida, you know, connection to Sunshine State, pulling, pulling a guy out of there. But Torian Gray does strike first. One thing that we knew was that he had some relationships at some schools and with some different prospects that he was going to be able to bring to South Carolina that would potentially pay off. And so Anthony Rose, maybe wasn't the first guy that we thought of, you know, when we were, when we were tracking Tory and Gray to South Carolina, and then when he was eventually hired, um, but that ended up being the guy. And so in January uh, around mid January, Torian Gray actually offered four different players from that Hallandale secondary. They have – and that's not all – got over four guys in their secondary that have offers. I think they have four, five, actually, that have, you know, power five level offers. So he offered four of them. Uh, Anthony Rose was one of them. Really intriguing player, being a 6'3 or 6'4 guy that plays corner. Um, but to listen to one of his high school coaches, his high school head coach describe him, as sort of a three-for-one player because he said, look, you can bring him in as a corner, but he's versatile enough to play safety, to play nickel, and thought that he had Sunday ability. Another one of his coaches, Junior Rose Green, a former All-American at Auburn, also raved about him. So nice pickup for South Carolina. Gets the class started off with a bang. Wes, insider report went up this morning. Not sure if you got to read it yet. Sort of interesting. One of his teammates, Edric Weldon, who's a 6'5 safety, also a four-star, big-time offer list. Sort of intrigued by the Anthony Rose commit to South Carolina. Could be something that opens some eyes. So, some interesting stuff going on with Torian Gray and some defensive backs out of Florida. That might be the tallest
0: high school secondary I've ever heard of. Right. Definitely the most offers I've ever heard going out to one secondary. But that type of size at that level, you know, it, it is insane. And I, all right, so let's uh, – Let's go to the film, Chris. I, I don't know, man. I I mean, I I like the versatility. I I know Rivals tends to say safety here, but uh, you know, you just talked about the versatility a little bit. I'm, you know, you're going to see him play corner, and I think most, if not all, of this film. I'm not so sure this kid can't be a nickel or or maybe even a corner at the next level.
2: Yeah, I mean, you you look at. When you think 6'3 for a DB, you know, naturally your mind's going to go to, okay, maybe safety. You know, you you don't see tons of 6'3, 6'4 guys playing corner. There are some. We saw Ezra McQuamu do it at South Carolina, but you watch this kid and he's pretty fluid. You know, he can run. Um, He's really good in terms of tracking the ball. Junior Rose Green, who I referenced earlier, gave me a, a pretty cool example of one play where. I think they were playing seven on seven. He was actually lined up at safety, and they are playing cover too. And he said that he just he read the quarterback and ran all the way to the opposite side of the field, wasn't even his half of the field, and and picked the guy off. So you look at the length, the size. Obviously, he's got really good anticipation, ball skills, reads the ball very well in the air, and and he can cover. You know, he can he can turn his hips and he can run. So it does it, he does have a very versatile skill set. Yeah, and I, I Chris,
0: Chris. As goes forward, um, you, you mentioned some guys specifically, but I, I want to talk in general. The state of Florida is a place that that South Carolina. I think you go back to the Spurrier era. South Carolina had had some success in, in Florida. Obviously, there there were ties there. You know, then as the Muschamp era started, maybe early on there was some success, but I, I feel like the inroads in Florida sort of faded a little bit. Um, I think with Torian Gray, the ties there for South Carolina are, are going to be massive because we've talked about, hey, you, you can't just build this program just on South Carolina guys. You can't build the program just on guys from the Carolinas. And I'm not so sure you can build the program just on Carolinas and Georgia. I, I think you've, you've got to continue to branch out. I think, Chris, Florida has to be a big part of that. And, you know, I'll be curious to see moving forward. You you don't have to get, you know, 10 guys from the state, right? It's got to – now, if you can get four or five good ones each class, then, you know, maybe you're on to something. And and if you can, along the way, get a difference maker, that the kid that everybody wants to talk about being Sam McCall, somebody like that, then, um, then all of a sudden you're really on to
2: something. Yeah, and I was I was going to bring up McCall if you didn't, and and that was the guy that I think when we were uh, thinking about Tory and Gray to South Carolina and hearing that as a strong possibility, and then after the hire, that was the first guy that everybody thought of because here's a guy who's six three and is six zero four star so he's on the cusp of five star status. I think Sam McCall is the thirty seventh best. Uh, player in the country regardless of of, of class or regardless of position according to rivals and he was committed to Florida when Gray was there as soon as it was apparent Gray wouldn't be back at Florida and was going to be going somewhere else uh, he decommitted and so uh, we got some notes on him this morning in that same insider report by the way from members to just sort of let you know what's going on but you're right man I mean looking back and thinking back to Muschamp's classes at South Carolina I think I told you yesterday, I think this is right, because I went back and checked, I think three DBs from the state of Florida. Um, I think that that was all that was signed, and I I think that's probably one area in which we thought over, you know, from the 2016 to the 2020 classes, you know, all the four classes that Muschamp had, you probably would have thought more than three Florida defensive backs, wouldn't you? I mean, I I thought so. Um, You had – uh, Taven Jackson in the 2017 class from, from the Tallahassee area. And then you had Johnny Dixon in 2019 from Tampa and Dominic Hill from Orlando. And, and one of those guys still on the roster in Dominic Hill. So it was, um, you know, that was sort of a surprise area for me. But Torian Gray does bring those ties to the Sunshine State where he's going to have some connections. He can work with coaches and kids. There's going to be a familiarity factor. And it's already paid off. And it, and it could pay off more in the future.
0: Yeah, Sam, Sam McCall, man, th- this is the guy that I, I think not just gets the fan base excited because they see, you know, he's a four star, borderline five star guy. But, you know, I, I think you look, Chris, and, and you say that gives you a level of um, sort of uh, ability for other recruits to take notice as well. When, whenever you sort of go in and potentially get a guy like that, I, I think other kids. Pay attention to that, and, and these kids are so connected these days. Uh, you know, be it Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever have you. You know, they're they're playing seven on seven with each other and against each other. They all pay attention to what the others are doing. Recruiting momentum is a very real thing, so we'll see if South Carolina can continue to make a move with him. He told rivals, Florida State. Uh, you know, he said they're the leader. You know, we'll see if that holds up or not. I think the key for South Carolina, not just with Sam McCall, but, but really a lot of these kids that maybe they're getting in the the game with here that have never been to Columbia, never been to South Carolina, never been on campus, is for recruiting to open up again because you have this sort of really, really nice facility that videos just don't do it justice. I, I don't care how, how good you hype it up. I don't care how um, – flashy the videos are those are good they have a place but you don't really get it till you see it in person and I I think we've seen in our time covering recruiting Chris that sometimes kids don't understand what South Carolina has until they actually get in town and and see it for themselves so I I think it's hurt South Carolina quite a bit I'll say with a lot of kids but then I, I even think specifically with McCall I think you touched on this getting him on campus at some
2: point Um, will be massive here yeah and and that's a great point on the facilities but even going beyond that you know just you know face-to-face contact is always different i mean for me some people may not care as much but i I think it can be significant um you know what now here's a question will there be certain restrictions when when Players can visit when these prospects can visit. For instance, can you get around the team? Are there some limitations that you're supposed to follow with numbers? We don't know, but being able to get around uh, members of the current team. I mean, we know that for official visits, for instance, there's always a player host. There's typically, you know, a lot of conversations between visiting prospects and team members. And maybe there's certain things that they can see to sort of illustrate and get a sense of the culture of the program. Uh, That's something that South Carolina's obviously paid a lot of attention to. They've, They've invested a lot of time in. Trying to make that a differentiator for them with loop Day and just with the overall vibe of the program. And so, those are things that, like you said, are probably better captured. They are better captured on an in person visit. So, I think that'll be significant uh, for Sam McCall and some others. And here's the thing, Wes, we were talking about this before the show. You know, this 2022 class, for those that like rankings and stuff. We, we we don't know what this class is going to end up in terms of ranking, obviously, but South Carolina, from some of the guys that their st- the staff is chasing uh, from an offer list standpoint, ranking standpoint, whatever you want to call it, they're swinging on some guys, right? I mean, and so um, that's, that's very interesting to see. And I think it's going to make for potentially a fun recruiting cycle when, especially when things get back to some normalcy.
0: Well, and I I think we've said this before, man. You've got some guys on the staff that they're not going to back down just because South Carolina has struggled on the field the last couple of years. You know, They're going to swing for for big-time players, and and they're going to stick their nose in there and, and sort of see what happens. So I think you have to respect that. I'll tell you something else interesting as we sort of move forward in recruiting, Chris. I'm very curious to see what guys pop up what guys move up the board, what guys move down the board potentially with a spring high school football season upon us. You look obviously here in the state of South Carolina, that's not the case. The You know, we were able to play football here, but you've got what North Carolina for sure. You got Virginia for sure. Some other um, states in the Northeast, uh, I think are going to try to play in the spring as well. Some, some states still, I guess, don't know if they're going to be able to play or not, which is unfortunate for those kids. But that will be something that we'll obviously be tracking, and and that South Carolina will certainly be tracking because you you have a number of kids that you have not seen since you know their, their sophomore years, and this there, there's generally a, a pretty decent jump I feel like physically from sophomore to to junior year for a high school kid. So I, I think in North Carolina, a state that is huge for the Gamecocks. It'll be interesting to track which guys maybe move up or down the board in that class or in that state, I should say, in the next few months.
2: Yeah, and so, you know, with the, the structure of the current dead period, um, you know, no, no spring deval period for the coaches again. But in some of those states, like you mentioned, North Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, you know, for instance, um, they are going to have a high school season. And so there will at least be some new game tape uh, for these coaches to evaluate at South Carolina and at other places. So probably going to be some more movement. There are plenty of guys at South is tracking that have offers. Like you said, Wes, could could slide up the board, could slide down the board. And then there's some guys that they're tracking closely that maybe don't have offers yet that could certainly get them after maybe a, a few games this season or even sooner or maybe at the end of the shortened spring season. So that's something to watch, of course, something you got to keep in the back of your mind. Possibility of summer camps resuming again? Will they resume? Will there be some limitations on them? We don't know the answers to those yet. But I think this spring there'll be a little bit more normalcy and maybe a little bit more activity because there is a spring season going on in some of these states.
0: Yeah, and you know, I, I think you um, you look. And by the way, we got a question here about Eli Hall, uh, the four-star kid from. Shelby, North Carolina, right across the border. Um, and I completely lost my train of thought of where we were going with that. But, Chris, do you do you have anything up to date on, on Eli Hall and, and maybe where South Carolina is there?
2: Not specifically. You know, not, nothing uh, – he's a guy that's been on the board, but mm-hmm. nothing really, you know, super informative right now as to where things stand. I think that's it's sort of just been a guy that we're tracking, but there's nothing, um, yeah. you know super breaking on him or super insightful that I could offer right now.
0: Yeah, Taylor throwing a, a random <laughs> random request in there at us. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how how those guys go up or down the boards, and and we'll, of course, be tracking that on GamecockCentral.com. And a, another strong year in the state of North Carolina, so certainly plenty of players there that South Carolina can go get. Um, I, I'm thinking we may wrap this thing up a little bit early here, Chris unless you have another direction you want to take it, or we we'll, I'll give everybody maybe a few seconds. Any questions we have, we can finish it out. If there are any questions, we'll be happy to hit those. This, of course, is the Wednesday episode of the show. We'll be back on Friday. We'll do a Friday free-for-all. Try to get Colin Taylor in and uh, have him talk a little bit about this upcoming baseball series with Clemson. Huge series, obviously South Carolina getting the win. Last night against Winthrop, seven home runs as a team, three home runs by uh, Wes Clark, who is uh, Chris and I's namesake on the uh, on the team. And hopefully there's some baseball this weekend because as beautiful as the day is in Columbia right now, weather, last I checked, not looking good for Friday and Clemson. So hopefully there is some some football going on there. Uh, Taylor wants to know what the word is on C.J. Stokes there at Hammond. Uh I tell you, man, CJ's recruitment continues to sort of um, steadily rise as far as the number of of offers.
2: Yeah, it sure has. Um, continued to pick him up. Uh, intriguing prospect, man, because obviously we know he's he's continued to get bigger. I remember the first time I, I saw him at Hammond, I think he was about 170 at the time and was someone that really worked in the weight room. Eric Henry was head coach at the time and just raved about his work ethic and um, also, you know, obviously his speed. And so he's continued to get bigger. The the, the body composition noticeable there and uh, continuing to pick up offers. So South Carolina, you know, I expect to remain engaged there. He's a guy that can do a lot of different things, I think, when you look at, you know, special teams potential, running back, receiver. I think he can do a lot of different things, but still a little bit too soon to know which direction it, it may go in his recruitment ultimately.
0: Um, breaking Down Film wants to know, South Carolina has any shot with North Carolina running back Marion Hampton? That's a guy they're you know they're after, they're chasing. Uh, I think is certainly on the board. That's something I want to try to dig into: is exactly what does the running back board look like? Who sort of emerges as, as a top guy? Who um, maybe are they after? But is a little bit below the top guys because that always changes when you have a new coach. I you know I, I feel pretty comfortable. With where things were under Des Kitchens, as far as who was maybe the top guy, who they had the best chance to land, I, you know, I, I think a, a guy I still look at would be Jalen Glover, um, you know, from Florida, a new four-star on on Rivals, and someone that you, you look at Sam McCall. There, there's obviously a connection there with with them being um, teammates and someone that I'm I'm really high on both as a kid and as a you know, as a prospect. So we'll see if, um, you know, South Carolina can sort of continue what they built with Des Kitchings from talking to the kid last week. Montario Hardesty's done a really good job of stepping in and, and building that relationship and, and sort of kicking it off. So we'll see. Ham- Hampton's one that we'll be watching. We'll, of course, um, be uh, watching Michael Allen, who is at Rose High School there in North Carolina. That's another one to keep an eye on. There- there's several running backs I think to keep an eye on that South Carolina will – you know, Nick Singleton, who uh, plays his ball in the Northeast but actually has family here in South Carolina nearby. So there are a bunch of guys that South Carolina was able to get involved with and sort of build – I won't say an early lead, but an early connection with. So we'll see sort of how that materializes at that position moving forward. Uh, Let's see. let's, Let's hit a couple more questions before we get out of here. Um, Ryan Buckner wants to know if Delp has an announcement date. He does not. Um, I, I was putting up graphics and didn't necessarily hear exactly what he said, Chris, when he was talking about his plan. Um, I know it it was kind of going to be determined also by if you can visit or not. But did did he give a specific timetable?
2: No, there's really no firm date there. He he said, you know, just in general. In trying to narrow down the process, you know, he's officially down to 13 right now. Um, realistically, they're, they're probably, you know, it's probably a smaller group that has a real, real shot here. And South Carolina, I think, is one of those. But just trying to figure out, you know, are prospects going to be allowed to visit? And if so, get some on the books. Um, if, if the dead period is, say, extended again after May 31st, Then he said, hey, may take that step of just saying, well, we're just going to go out to some campuses on our own, go walk around because he wants to get a better sense. He wants to go visit a bunch of schools, whether it's in some formal capacity or some sort of off the books capacity with with no face to face contact. And so he wants to go do that first. And so there's a waiting game that everybody's playing right now and trying to figure that out. And from there, you know, he'll go about narrowing it down again or he said even committing. So. Really no firm timeline, but I would think it'll be at least sometime this summer after he can figure out, you know, which direction the NCAA is going to go with how visits are going to work.
0: Charles wants to know if we are in a studio. Uh, no, we are in each of our home offices remotely. JEE wants to know early contributors at wide receiver. Out of the newcomers, who has the best shot to get on the field? Um, good question. We've talked about that a little bit. I, I think – Amalion Brown, probably the guy that has the best chance to just come right in and and help. But then I I think, Chris, you know, we talked about it. I think the way we said it before was that Brown maybe was the best bet to come in and and help right away. But then EJ Jenkins maybe has the best upside in that if he can fit in there pretty quickly and get comfortable and learn the offense and all those things, then – Maybe could make the biggest impact potentially.
2: Yeah, I think that's that's sort of the upside pick for me. I've I've always pointed to Amari and Brown just because um, of the need and the experience he has. You know, at the ACC level, and he's had some proven production, particularly as a freshman when he when he scored seven touchdowns through the air. And I think he gives that dose of athleticism and speed that South is missing there. But Jenkins is certainly someone to to watch too. I totally agree with you.
0: Um, as far as the other, you know, the freshmen and, and guys like that, I, I don't know. It's really hard to say among that bunch. I think it'll just be about who can come in and get settled quickly and, and learn the offense and, and all those things, and, and who fits into this scheme the best as far as where they are early in their career. I'm I'm very curious to see the returning guys, to see the the guys who are now second year players, Jakari Caldwell, Rico Powers, the kids like that. Can they take a big jump? Um, both showed flashes in practice last year being kids who could help this team. So how how big of a jump will they take this offseason will obviously be a key moving forward. CJ wants to know if we will ever sell merchandise. We have talked about selling merchandise for months, maybe years. So, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe, CJ, this is a good time to make that happen, man.
2: Yeah. What do you think? definitely that's one of those things we've talked about a lot if you guys have any ideas of things you want if you want Wes's face on a t-shirt if you want gc live i mean we would have to figure it out if there's a demand and maybe we can create a supply you know i mean that that seems to be the smartest way to go about it doesn't it but we've definitely discussed it
0: Yep, yeah, no doubt so hopefully we can make that happen soon All right, Chris, I think that's it for me, man. We'll be back on Friday, free-for-all Friday. If we missed your question, we apologize. Tried to hit on a few of them there. Uh, Come back on Friday. We'll be back on. We'll talk some football, talk some baseball, and, of course, talk anything Gamecocks. For Chris, I'm Wes. Um, Special thanks to Oscar Delp, who joined us. Special thanks to Clint Hammond, our presenting sponsor here. ClintHammond.com is the way to... Get hooked up with him and uh, find yourself a a new mortgage or a mortgage refinance. And if you missed our interview with Oscar Delp, please go back. um, As soon as the show is over, it's always archived on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash Gamecock Central, or you can listen to it on anywhere that you can get a podcast, all the major podcast platforms. So hit that, um, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review, good or bad. Doesn't matter. Just leave a review. Appreciate the time. We'll see you on
2: Friday.